Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I am joined by Adam Tudor. Hello there. And Will Pintai. Hello there. And we're going to talk about our first few games with the new points updates and what lists we've been playing and what we think is good and or bad. Adam, what have you had a run around with? On Tuesday, I was giving a go with the, the 5A wings that I've been talking about a bit. First and all, I tried with the that sort of uh, named pilots. So it's um, it was a Tally, Greer, Zari, and then two PS1s. Gave that uh, two games. What upgrades uh, did you have on those? So they are all heroic and optics. And then I believe Tally and Greer in that list had crack shot, which took it to 200 spot on. Um, I so don't it's think basically that, the list that won nationals, but it's you're swapping out Lulo for Zari. Yeah, so dropping Lulo to the, the other mid, middle uh, initiative named one, you know, whether you were flying Greer or Zari to start with, basically just allows you to keep the list as it is with the, the rest of the points it increases. It's it's still good. Like they are they are still gonna be around. I do think it loses something in the second PS five though. Uh, initiative five, excuse me. Like it before it had the two blockers, the middle one and then the two fives, whereas now you you're much more spread on the initiative again. Um, which which makes it a bit weaker because you can't pick which one you want to activate, which gets a bit messy with five ships flying around. Yeah, I can see that, but also like I think it's not that big a deal. Yeah, not too much realistically, has it? Um, No. I mean, losing Lulo is a bit hard in the offense because you can just punch your way right through sometimes with him. Yeah. But that was only sometimes. Yeah, a lot of the things I found were that the the two dice attack, no matter how accurate they are, the two dice attack is is still, still can only be two dice. Whereas Lulo really does give you that ability to just rock up into range one and roll four hits. Yeah. Were you flying against anything new and exciting, or were you flying against something that's still around? So I flew against the list that Calm was about to talk about. I think with them, which was Ray and and three initiative ones. That that was interesting. The the decrease in Ray really seemed to make that effective. As I said, Calm will talk about that. The other one is the new decimator build that is taking everything by storm um which you, the third crew slot lets you take admiral sloan and death troopers whereas before um death troopers being a double crew really blocked you from that option and that was with six of the uh, academy tie pilots and that was rough that is really rough like you blow up a ship you have to because you need to win the game so you just accept you're going to get stressed and then you try and fly past the decimator and it's like Mm-mm, range one don't remove that stress is mean. So, so who did, did you not just try and nuke the patrol leader? Yeah, but that's where the issue with the two dice comes in because he just reinforces. And so mm, true. right off the bat, the I'm going to do 10 damage to you becomes I probably do 5 damage to you, which which really, like, suddenly the decimator is lasting for, like, 3 turns. And that's... It makes it last a lot longer. Yeah. It is hard for the airings as well because they generally want to be stressing themselves. So you're turning on the rerolls. Yes, not being able to, or or being worried at least about turning past people, 
focusing and spinning the arc because it gives the TIE Fighters the re-rolls. And it makes the Decimator do work as well because you can't forget that it is a three-dice turret. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, when I first looked at it, I thought, okay, it's on a Decimator, only a patrol leader. Quite squishy, potentially. Death Troopers is at range not to one. And I just thought, like, there's going to be so many situations where you can't get the Death Troopers off and keep the Decimator in a position where it's going to live. Because if you're getting it into range not to one of stuff, it's going to die pretty quick against a lot of things. No? Yeah. Yeah. But against A-Wings, I think it, it, it seems like, like Adam said there, when it, with its reinforce, it seems good against a list in that, of that ilk. But is it, say, better you could put Sloan on a Lambda and you can fit in an extra academy and you still got 10 points? Like, is the Decimator and Death Troopers that the best part of the like, way to carry Sloan around? I would say it's different from the Lambda, but the addition of the Death Troopers really means that you're not... like It's easy enough to say that you fly past it and you stop the Death Troopers from triggering, but that also robs you of a range one attack. Like you can never like dash in to the Decimator to do loads of damage as soon as... and then fly past, because on that turn, you don't get your actions, or, or you get the Well, approach. why not? You're not necessarily stressed, right? Like, if you can come from... I mean, obviously, this is hard because there's a bunch of TIE fighters in the way. But if mm. you can come from, like, not getting shot into getting shot up close, like, nothing's going to be stressed for a lot of lists, right? I mean, obviously, the A-Wings will want to be in a lot of situations, but, like, a bunch of stuff will just be able to just roll up and just give the Decimator all the fire, and they won't be getting stressed because they've not shot any TIE fighters. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, getting, it's, all, it's all head sim, but... Yeah, yeah, it's getting past those six ties, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. Well, it's only five with the Desi, actually. So oh, to fit the sixth one in. Okay. Cool. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a situation where you're like, okay, this this just kind of hard counters the, the A-Wings, but not necessarily something else. Like, you know, if somebody's brought four X-Wings, for example, yeah. they're, they're probably going to have a better time. That's definitely one to look out for. It is. I think... You know, I say all that and it's like kind of poo-poo it, but if you can make it work, it is horrible. So yeah, definitely something to look out for. Well, Adam, you mentioned my, I was flying some resistance, so I'll just touch briefly on that. Uh, So I flew, I just wanted to see what Ray was like. So I've flown Ray in three A-wings a little bit, but a problem with it was you couldn't really get advanced optics in. So a lot of the, their attacks are very underwhelming. So now you can get Ray, Finn, and three initiative ones with optics and heroic. And that just seems like a fairly solid list. And it, it did seem solid enough. Because you can get the A-wings in to block and jam things up and keep Ray safe. I tried putting, rather than heroic on one of the A-wings, I tried putting on squad leader. Just to try and give Ray some extra actions if she needed it. But it's kind of hard to fly them together, I found. And now... Uh, the A-Wing that is doing the coordinators, obviously, it gets stressed, has no token, so dies pretty fast. But there is potential for, like, you know, slipping in a resistance transport or a transport pod in there. But I'll need to see, because a lot of my problems with Ray before was not necessarily that she was that expensive. It's that, you know, with her red moves and her dial and her red rotate, she was bad. And that list doesn't necessarily solve any of that. So it's just kind of, once the new stuff is out... 
I'll tr- start trying some of that. Yeah, I think the introduction of Leia and obviously the Rebel transport with the coordinate as well, I think will resolve a lot of Ray's issues. Yeah. I'm not massively like limbo a little bit waiting for that to come out. Yeah, well, it's not long now, hopefully. Uh, a week or so, you know. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up Leia. I'm still not convinced about Leia for 19 points, especially on Ray. Like on a Ray build, you can put on the title and, and Leia. crew that lets you clear double stress with one blue, whatever it's called. Yeah. And like that's doing it essentially the same thing for a lot less. And Ray already treat has her force as a very valuable resource, so uh, trying to trying to use it, and you've got no way to regen it. So mm, I'm not convinced. But another resistance list I'm going to try is having the resistance transport pod. I think is potentially quite fun because it's a nice, cheap little ship, so you can open up like a few like mixes. So one thing I've got is three PS3 A wings. One of which is Zari, because why not? It's free. They've got advanced optics. Uh, I've got Jess Pava and then BB-8 in the resistance transport pod. And that comes in at 197. And there's a lot of different ways you can spend that last three points. Like you can put Crackshot on the A-wings. You can upgrade BB-8 to Finn. You can maybe give Jess a BB droid. I just think that seems fairly solid for the points you're spending on it. Yeah, definitely. I mean... One thing people need to be aware of, a lot of people thought beforehand that the uh, the little pod actually can coordinate. Just one to look out for before it actually does come out. It can't. Yeah. It's only, only the transport that can. So yeah. if people are putting that in points thinking it can coordinate, it can't. <laughs> but you can put C-3PO on it if you do want to do that with it. Yeah, you can. So one thing, just while we're talking about the pod, I saw pointed out that Finn... His ability is, so while your defender perform an attack, you may add one blank result, or if you gain one strain token, you can add a focus result instead. Oh. And how that works when you're defending is, you roll your dice, your green dice, you say, okay, I'll take a strain token to add the focus result, spend your focus, and then you're, after defending, you discard the strain token. So on defense, there's really no negative. Ah. Which I thought seemed make it seem actually pretty good. He's basically got reinforce if he's got a focus token. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's better than reinforce if it's if you get two hits. Yeah, and you can give him heroic as well potentially. So like, I think that's pretty decent for what he costs. It's just the dial on the thing is crap. So I'll have to see if you can actually make <laughs> good use of it. <laughs> so, Will, enough talk about the good guys. What have you been up to? Well, I used my. Maul, Dooku, Grievous list. And the only difference to my Maul, Dooku, Grievous list is I have took hate off do, uh, off Dooku. So Maul with hate and <laughs> jamming bean. Dooku with title and uh, General Grievous with outmaneuver and soulless one. It's still good. It is still good. You just have to be a bit more careful with Dooku on what you're spending. Before, I wasn't really bothered about spending the force willy-nilly. So, but then, you know... I, I was just a bit more careful with spending the force and still won. So it is still good. I was fine against a top list. So Luke, Wedge and Dutch beat that. I flew against uh, a list, a similar list with Grievous, Maul and two drones. 
which I will come on to in a second. I beat that for the first time, and then we kitted it out the list again. We played again. It was myself and Jason Denton from um, our team, and we kitted it out to try and beat my list, ultimately. So I approached it in a different way. And his list was really interesting. Well, I, I say interesting. It wasn't far off mine, to be fair. But he had uh, General Grievous without manoeuvre and Solus one, but I, I suggested Impervium plating because for four points, you can't really moan at that. So that was really strong. We had two Trade Federation drones with energy shells, which just are really annoying. And then um, more with hate, proton torps and tractor beam. I mean, he didn't get his tractor beam off, but I know when he's played it before, he has got that tractor beam off and tractor people onto rocks and things. So it's coming really handy for him. So that was a really good list. He flew it well. He knows it. The drones with energy shells, if you leave them alone, they're just really annoying. Yeah. And, you know, there's only two of them, and it seems like you can just blow them up, but you can't. You know, it's not just as easy as just one-shotting him. They can be really annoying and flying around and buzzing around you, and you're like, oh, okay, he's got his energy shell charges off. He's not going to shoot me. Well, actually, he's just going to plink you and just run off a little bit and then come back into you. Or what happened was at one point he was like, he literally, because of the the dial, it was great because he just kept bumping me into a corner and I could, Dooku just couldn't get out of it. it. It worked really well. So I think I'm going to try his list and see if I can play it in a similar fashion or if it suits my play style as well. And I'm going to try that. And one other list that I have been talking about but not played yet is, <laughs> well, it's a three-ship list almost two ships um i was speaking to darren granger because we really want to get dengar on the table and we were we were spitballing ideas this that, and the other and he, he'd written a list how i was trying to put dengar with scum hand and something else so he came out with the something else so it's dengar with expert handling proton torps greedo contraband cybernetics punishing one and r5 p8 so the r5 p8 a droid is why you perform an attack against the defender in your front arc. You may spend one charge to re-roll one attack dice. If the re-rolled result is a crit result, suffer one crit. All right, so it's not bad for four points. I may change that out for something else. I think maybe a regen droid or something of that ilk, or maybe even uh, you know, well, any of the droids. I'm, I'm not too keen on that droid, but with Greedo on there, it's pretty good. And then it's a customised YT, Han Solo, Trick Shot, Triple Zero, BT-1, Contraband again, Title, and then Lando in the Escape Craft, so you can use his shields as well. So it's like a beefed-up uh, Han Solo. I'm not too sure how good it'll be, but, you know, it'd be interesting to get it on the table. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think of that list? I'm not convinced, to be honest with you. I think mainly my first thing that leaps out is Han Solo. Like yeah. he's he's got a two dice gun. You can put all sorts of stuff on him to try and change that. But a lot of times it doesn't really work out. Would the goal be to have Lando docked? Yes, it would be, yeah. Do you not think I find that is quite hard to justify in my mind just because you need you're taking a gun off the table. Yeah. For two shields. I feel like well, my... like with the you need, kind of so, need him there to be shooting what his gun. What brings is his ability, because the, the Scum Falcon title is the, you can use the shuttle's ability, and Lando's is to t- you take a stress to reroll your dice. I, I've always looked at that build, because it, it really lets you 
use Han because the problem with Han is that ultimately he is a two-dice ship. You can try and be across a rock and trigger his ability. You can shoot at something that's stress and get a dice from the title. But if you just roll blanks, you're pretty sad because ultimately the times that you trigger all those abilities are a lot less than the times you don't. Uh, So Lando really lets you at least attempt to get your use out of him. But ultimately, it's still quite an expensive hand for what is going to be predominantly a two-dice attack. Uh, I worry that that's not enough. Um, I mean, but it is, it is interesting to see Dengar now that he's been reduced. Yeah, I mean, I was playing around with all different lists. I, I had a really cheap hand uh, with just Trickshot on. And I was like playing around with a few other things. I mean, I can actually fit, I'm sure it's Paylob, Han and Dengar all in the list together. So, you know, that's, that's one list I, I was going to try out. And then there's all different all different lists that you can play around with Dengar now. I was just trying to get the the Falcon on the table, get it back, and see see if it's improved anything or improved any at all. You know. Yeah, I've actually been looking at Dengar as well. I think he's kind of sneaking down to the points level where he might be playable, ish. Yeah. Like obviously yeah. his dial is still crap, so anything that can kind of outmaneuver him is is quite strong. Mm-hmm. I do like R5P8 on him. Just because with Dengar, you want to be getting as many mods as you can so that you can make use of his ability. Otherwise, like if he's got no way to mod his revenge shot, like a lot of times you'd be quite happy just to shoot into him. Yeah. But well, you have to kind of respect his ability now. I mean, you've got contraband cybernetics on there, so that's, you know, that, that, that alleviates a, a once, you know what I mean, where, where you need to turn or not be outmaneuvered. As the crazy guy that's put Dengar on the table when he when 2.0 first happened. Literally, the way the game went was Bob, who I was playing, just pinned me into the corner and I couldn't turn right and I couldn't spin the turret because the turret's only a linked action. So actually, cybernetics on there is a really good call because it lets you, in one go, turn right on the turn when you, you just got to turn right and spin the turret back if you've moved it the other way or whatever. Yeah. Well, you can put Agile Gunner on Dengar now as well, you know, if you really want to. Yeah. I think my, my instinct, though, is just keep them as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. The list I've written is, so it's Dengar, Punishing One, R5P8, and then three uh, Kimagilas. Yeah, three, so, three Cartel Executioners. That comes in at 197, and that's just a lot of beef, a lot of guns. You know, I think that's legit. I think that yeah. is pretty good. And then those three points you can like put on Contraband Cybernetics or give the Kimagila's crack shot or something. Yeah. But yeah, there's a little bit of flex in that. Yeah, scum beef. <laughs> scum beef. <laughs> but yeah, I like that as well because I think with your list, Will, it's just Dengar's two dice, but he's probably only going to have one focus. Han is one dice. Like both of those ships go down pretty quickly. So I think having something like this, just like a ton of like beef, as you say, yeah. Is, uh, dice. He's got punishing one title. Just, just let you know. No, I mean on his defense dice. Sorry. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's two agility, so mm. he like jumpmasters. Like they were never that survivable. If you even in first edition, if you focus a jumpmaster, it was going down. So that is still a concern. I just point out that's Darren Granger's list, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you I'm of course not, only. <laughs> I'm not taking the flak for that one. Okay. <laughs> So, so if it's terrible, it's Darren's. If it's good, you brought it to the podcast. That's, that's yeah, what I mean. yeah. See, yeah. that's the beauty of having a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Well, that's all we have time for today. We're going to keep investigating and playing around the new points and then the new wave when it lands. So stay tuned, listen in for more of our experiences. But for today, that's goodbye from Will. Ta-da. Goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, can I go in and edit? Well, I'll just shut up then. <laughs> Will, giving me work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Giving me work? You're giving it to Tim. Tim, Tim. I know, yeah, that's fine. You're asking him a... I'm happy to delegate elsewhere. I'm not so happy for it to be delegated to me. <laughs> this is just this is just <laughs> business 101, mate. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll look into doing it then. That's fine. <laughs> a little bit nonsense.